The Jaguars take on the New England Patriots in week 17 coming up on Sunday at 1 p.m. And before I go any further, I want to apologize for getting this video out late. I've been a little bit under the weather recently coming off the Christmas holiday, but I hope everyone enjoyed their Christmas and is looking forward to the 2022 new year coming up here in a few days. The next Jaguar game will be in 2022 as it will take place on January 2nd. And hopefully the Jaguars can ring in the new year with a somewhat competitive matchup. I don't think that's going to happen. But Pooch Crew, thank you for being here for episode 124 of the Poochie Podcast. Looking forward to diving into this episode. And if you could like and subscribe to the channel or go follow us on your preferred podcast streaming platform, you can find us on Spotify, Google, iHeart, Apple, wherever you may get your podcasts. And first and foremost, I want to start off with this. Uh, If you haven't seen by now, you may not be on Twitter, you may not be on Facebook, but the clown out movement is legit. Jaguar fans all over the city, all over the nation have changed their profile picture on Twitter to a clown with a mustache in solidarity. And I guess in feeling of, uh, I guess, being clowned on for the past decade by owner Shad Khan, who has continued to make poor decision after poor decision. Now, don't get me wrong. From a business standpoint, the man knows what he's doing. I mean, he's ran this franchise into the ground and we continue to show up and spend money on it. So there's you know, exhibit A that he knows what he's doing. Exhibit B is he's been doing a lot of uh, development downtown, uh, increasing development as far as bringing uh, restaurants, shops, hotels, hopefully uh, more tourism, more uh, economic impact to the downtown area. Uh, he's doing what he can. But when it comes to the football field, Shad Khan has no clue what he's doing. Uh, he has no inkling of uh, competence. And his son is worried about wrestling and his AEW project, which more power to him. But when it comes to this football team and the product on the field, we have been clowned on. We have been duped. And as fans, we look like idiots. And I think it's time for ownership and time for management to start to have some accountability. Because when Wayne Weaver sold this team to Shad Khan, Sean said, Shad said, It was his mission to make Jacksonville the hottest selling ticket in the NFL, and it is probably the cheapest selling ticket in the NFL 10 years later. And when someone takes over a new company or management of a new restaurant, whatever it may be, there's always a 10-year plan. And I doubt that this was in Shad's 10-year plan. But unfortunately, he seems to be more worried about swimming pools and dog parks than he does about simply putting a better product on the field. And the Jaguars lose to the Jets this past Sunday, 26-21, in a battle of two teams that are barely staying above water as far as wins go, and the Jaguars with two wins going into the game and the Jets with three wins going into the game. It was a winnable game for the back-to-back week uh, for the Jags, going from the Houston Texans to the Jets and losing both these games uh, hurts to the fan base. And when Urban Meyer was fired, it felt like, okay, maybe we can get one or two wins in these last four Well, that went out the window pretty quickly. Uh, The first game against the Texans, you still had Daryl Bevel calling plays, and then he turned the play calling over to quarterbacks coach Brian Schottenheimer, who actually, for the most part, ran a pretty decent offense against the Jets. But then again, it was the Jets. And now in week 17, we have the New England Patriots. And what a symbolic matchup this is. If you remember three seasons ago in September of 2018, coming off an AFC championship run, The Jaguars faced off against the Jets in Jacksonville, uh, winning that game, going to two and one in what felt like a sustainable dynasty type run for the Jaguars. Shortly after that victory over the Patriots, the Jaguars would crumble. They would miss the playoffs. 
and all hell would break loose. Superstars would leave the team. Well, anyways, I say all that to say you might remember the Keelan Cole catch from that that game against the Patriots, but the Patriots have had the Jaguars number for the most part. And Bill Belichick this season has had teams like the Jaguars, their number for the most part, that he is six and one versus sub 500 teams. So I look for that trend to continue. Um, But going back to the clown movement for a second, the Jaguars have decided to retain Trent Baalke as general manager while firing Urban Meyer. Shot Khan refuses to just clean house. He refuses to start new. It's almost like he's scared to walk into the office with no one there. He doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know how to handle it from a front office football management standpoint. He can't fire the head coach and the GM. If he fires one, he keeps the other. And he's shown this over the last 10 years, whether it was Gus Bradley, whether it was Doug Marone, whether it was Dave Caldwell, no matter who he's fired, he's always kept the other person. He's never taken that chance of just starting fresh. Now you've seen videos out in the past of who we should hire and who, who we want and this and that. But a lot of these hires, these head coaching candidates are going to be unrealistic to get if Trent Baalke is around. The NFL, uh, you know, a lot of people in the NFL know Trent Baalke, know the reputation around him. He has not been successful since his time in San Francisco. He's had about six head coaches over his last six years in a GM role. Not a good, not a good thing for Jacksonville. And I'll tell you this, what's most painful about it is if you look at successful teams around the NFL, a lot of times their fan base works in tandem with their ownership and their management. And we are in the exact opposite spectrum here in Jacksonville. We are a fan base that is rioting and speaking out against management and against ownership. And that's not typically a good look. Um, However, I do not discredit Jaguar fans at all. We've put up with bullshit for the last 10, 15 years, except for one or two years here and there. And we're tired of it. Someone needs to be held accountable. It's not fun being a Jaguars fan anymore. There was a time where it used to be fun showing up, at least knowing you could be competitive and we are no longer there. Uh, It is a joke. We are a joke in the NFL and Shad Khan has driven this team into the ground. um, I think with like a 41 and 12 record since he took over. Um, And if you go back and look at the timeline of the Jaguars history, going from Tom Coughlin to Jack Del Rio, to Mike Malarkey, to Doug Marone, to Urban Meyer, to now here we are. So it's gotten progressively worse since uh, Wayne Weaver sold the team. But let's jump into this matchup against the New England Patriots. Um, not a lot to look at here. As I said last week, when it comes to the statistics, uh, not a lot to look at. The Patriots pretty much outshine the Jaguars statistically in every major category. The biggest thing is going to be Trevor Lawrence versus this New England Patriots passing defense. Uh, passing wise, the Patriots rank in the top two in yards per attempt against opposing quarterbacks, passer rating completion percentage, as well as interceptions, which is 20. Uh, They have 27 total turnovers, 20 as interceptions, and seven fumble recoveries uh, against teams, and the Jaguars are towards the top in uh, turnovers allowed. So the Jaguars, with Trevor Lawrence, nine touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Again, another game without Trevor Lawrence throwing a touchdown, now faces probably his toughest task of the season against this Patriots secondary uh, of the likes of Duggar and McCourty and JC Jackson and and so many great players on that team. I don't expect this to go uh, like the AFC championship did in 2017, where Blake Bortles had the team looking competitive and competent. Um, In fact, I think this might be the worst game this season outside of the Seahawks game back 
right after the bye week. Um, and nothing like the Bills game shortly after that when we won nine to six. Uh, the Patriots coming off two straight losses, one against the Colts, 27-17, one against the Bills, 33-21. And the Patriots, this game matters more to them than it does to the Jaguars, quite frankly. The Jaguars are in pretty solid position to get the number one spot in the draft again this year for back-to-back years. Hats off to the Jags. We love that. Not really. Probably going to be watching some of our prospects play in the college football playoff here soon, including Aiden Hutchinson. Um However, the Patriots were on a seven-game win streak. They started the season two and four, rattled off seven straight wins to go nine and four, a bye week, then kind of saw them stall out two straight losses. They now sit at nine and six. And with that loss to the Buffalo Bills, they now fall to six in the AFC. They lost the divisional spot to the Buffalo Bills, but they still have a chance to uh, get it back. If the Patriots can win this game, which I fully expect them to do, and let's say the Colts lose to the Raiders, which I don't know if that's possible, or the Dolphins lose to the Titans, the Patriots would clinch a playoff spot. Sorry again, uh, under the weather, had to take a quick cough break there. The talking doesn't do my throat too well, but the Patriots are in control of their own destiny, and they can actually still win the AFC East if the Bills go and lose to the Falcons this week, or potentially even the Jets in Week 18 on January 9th. Not sure that's likely, but fully expect this Patriots team to be in the playoffs. And maybe the Patriots needed those two losses to the Colts and to the Bills to kind of find their way this season. So uh, the Patriots have a lot to play for, and it's extremely difficult to play against a motivated team, especially when that team is called the Patriots, especially when that team is coming off two losses. I do expect this to be a tall task for the Jaguars. Now, James Robinson is out for the season and likely the offseason and likely some of next season with a Achilles injury uh, that he suffered in the Jets game. Unfortunate to see him go as he was the one bright spot for this team. Laquan Treadwell is really the only receiver that looks competent. However, the Jaguars do lead the NFL in dropped passes, making Trevor Lawrence look worse than he is, including two should be touchdowns in the game against the Jets. Um, but you can't look back, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Every quarterback deals with that stuff but it is unfair to say Trevor Lawrence is the reason for this downfall for the Jacksonville Jaguars because quite frankly he's playing with the worst roster in the NFL and we've said that time and time again the offensive line gives him no time and when they do give him time the receivers drop the ball the play calling's not there we get into third and 15s and he can't complete passes when there's three in the box and eight dropping back into coverage what do you expect right but we'll have a rookie versus rookie quarterback matchup with Mac Jones, who is one of the uh, best passers in the league as far as completion percentage goes. He is uh, right around 67.8%, whereas Trevor Lawrence is at 57.8%. So uh, 10% difference there is quite a big difference. Mac Jones should be able to feast on this Jaguar secondary, which ranks towards the bottom in almost every passing defense category. Rush defense, the Jaguars do look okay, but they've not faced really a rush offense like the Patriots have with Damian Williams and Ramondre Stevens and Brandon Bolden and whoever else the Patriots have. They always seem to have more running backs than they do receivers, but the Patriots are going to run the ball and they're going to run the ball well in this matchup because of how they they play call. It's that simple. The Patriots run the ball effectively because they are allowed to play call effectively with receivers like Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar and even Nikhil Harry. They have options everywhere. And at tight end, they have Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. 
who the Jaguars could have gone after this offseason. However, at this point, I think both those players would have chosen the Patriots over the Jaguars. But I say that to say that the Patriots backfield is dynamic. It's one of the most versatile in the league. And I feel like the Patriots backfield could have more receiving yards combined than the Jaguars do passing yards in this game. I think if you add up Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevens, and Brandon Bolden receiving yards at the end of this game, they may have more receiving yards than the Jaguars wide receivers. That's how the Patriots use these guys. And when this game gets out of hand in the second quarter, they're going to lean on those running backs uh, to to move the ball, um, to push it up the middle, push it up the field, and to receive out of the backfield. So I don't expect Mac Jones to have an extremely stellar game. I mean, maybe they allow him to pass the ball more than we think just to get him comfortable for the playoffs. That's very possible. But at the end of the day, I think this all comes down to the Patriots running backs dominating the flow of the game. Damian Harris has shown that he is one of the best running backs as far as catching and uh, running the ball out of the backfield. So that will be an interesting thing to watch. Really not too many things to look at as far as positives for the Jaguars uh, in this game. We're just trying to get to the offseason healthy. We have this game against the Patriots. I guess you can say it's exciting to play spoiler. And I'm sorry if you're a first time listener, if you're like, wow, this kid's just shitting on the Jaguars. Um, Well, I'm not here to sprinkle dog shit. I'm not here to put whipped cream on sewage water. I'm here to tell you exactly how it is and what's going to happen because I'm realistic when it comes to this team. I had the Jaguars losing last week to the Jets 19 to 17. It ended up being 26, 21. And hey, if you're a fan of points, the Jaguars have hit the over the last two weeks. So there you go. Happy overs to you guys. Um, This game, Jaguars versus Patriots, not too excited for the one o'clock slate um, or for that that game on at one o'clock on Sunday. If I was you, I would have red zone on. Like I say, every week have red zone on that way you can tease your eyes a little bit towards better product. Um, But it will be interesting to see how this team responds playing against a playoff caliber team like the Patriots having lost just recently to the Houston Texans and to the New York Jets. Who knows? Maybe the Jaguars show up like they did against the Bills. Maybe the Jaguars show up like they did against the Seahawks. And I think maybe that's the best part of being a fan of this team. You just never quite know what you're going to get. So if the Jaguars can fire Trent Baalke, and if the Jaguars can go out and hire, let's say a Marvin Lewis and just give us some stability, some structure, some respect, some culture, maybe a Jim Caldwell, maybe a Doug Peterson, the Jaguars need to go out and hire someone that is going to bring respect to this organization. And I think that would be the best Christmas present and the best new year's ode to the city of Jacksonville. Hopefully the Jaguars fans can bully the Jaguars into firing Trent Baalke with the clown emojis and talking shit on Twitter and Facebook. But for right now, Jaguars, Patriots, 16-point favorites are the Patriots, which is just one hook shy of a key number in 17. I don't think that's going to matter. Over-unders 41 in this game as well. And with a hungry Patriots team coming off a two-game losing streak after a bye, they're they're hungry to win. They haven't won in three-plus weeks at this point. They are looking to win this matchup against the Jaguars to stay in playoff consideration to control their own destiny. And if they win, and like I said, the Colts or the Dolphins lose, the Patriots clinch playoff berth for like, you know, outside of last year, like the 20th straight year, I guess. But the Patriots will be back in the playoffs this season. Over under sitting at 41 and a half. I expect that to go over as well as I think this game is going to be 34 to 13 in favor of The Patriots, I don't think the Jaguars have a chance, a fighter's chance in this one. I do think the Patriots covered that 16.5-point spread. 
I don't think they let the foot off the gas at all. And even in garbage time, I don't think the Jaguars can score points. That's how sad this offense has been. And it's not going to get better with James Robinson. I do think it goes over. I do think the Patriots could likely hit the over themselves in this game of 41 and a half. So if it goes to 42 Patriots to like 10, there you go. The Patriots hit the over themselves. But 34-13 in favor of the Patriots is what I have this game at. So go enjoy some week 17, which would typically be the last week. There are some going to be some fantasy matchups this week that determine the championship. So hopefully good luck to you. If you're in the championship for your fantasy league, I am not, I am a Jaguars fan. I have nothing to look forward to right now, except the NFL draft coming up in April. Go enjoy week 17. Again, apologies for putting this video out super late in the week, coming off a sickness uh, that had me under the weather and a little unmotivated to, uh, to do this video and also thinking of the Jaguars Patriots matchup had me a little unmotivated to do this video as well. But if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart, thank you. Go find us on YouTube. Subscribe. If you subscribed already on YouTube, please go find us on your preferred podcast streaming platform so you can listen on the go. Enjoy some football. Happy New Year to all and to all a good night. Go make this world a better place and take care. Thanks.